Queen of Birth and the Jungle. Biological Norms and Free Birth with Lara. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pure Doula Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine. And on this week's episode, I welcome the ever-inspiring Lara. Lara is a mom, free birther, birth keeper, woman's coach, birth educator, and homesteader living in the jungle of Peru. She's living the dream, if you ask me. (laughs) Like, literal goals. (laughs) Oh, that's Mercy in the background. Lara is another great woman full of wisdom that I could literally talk to forever. Yes, Mercy? Yes, that's monkeys. She's like obsessed with monkeys right now. We chat about all the biological norms, her free birth, and her intentions as a birth keeper, how birth can set the stage for the rest of your life, and her journey from being afraid of birth, living in the city, to moving to the jungle and falling in love with womanhood and birth. Womanhood. Did I say womanhood? Ay, ay, ay. Let me tell you, pregnancy brain mixed with mom brain is no joke. Okay, so during this episode, um, Laura was enjoying vacation with her sweet, sweet nine-month-old baby girl in the beautiful Canary Islands. I told you she's living the dream. <laughs> so there is a bit of wind that you're going to be hearing. Um, I didn't want to like have to redo it because I feel like then it's just like not as natural and like authentic, you know, and this is real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not perfect. Nothing is perfect. She is full of wisdom. She has so many amazing things to say. What, baby? Oh, wow. So I promise you, you're going to enjoy this. You'll get over it. The wind is not that deep. <laughs> Lara offers virtual support for women and couples as well as retreats, which is really cool. Adding that to my vision board. <laughs> Let me go to Peru on a retreat. So let's doula this because this episode is fire. Okay, so Laura, I'm happy you're here. Um, I love hearing the baby because I just love babies. Um, so why don't you kind of like give a little intro to who you are and where you're located? Because I know this probably was a little bit of a mission to get us on the same time frame <laughs> and yeah, what you well, do and all that good stuff okay sounds good do you want me to say where i am right now or where i actually live because those are two different things <laughs> you can whatever you feel good doing i mean definitely where you live for sure but if you're like on vacay or visiting someone like that's cool <laughs> too all right okay um okay um all right uh, my name's Laura. Um, I live in Peru. I'm originally from, well, I'm originally from Germany, but I actually lived in Canada for almost 20 years. Um, and right now I'm actually in Spain on the Canary Islands visiting family. 
Um, so I'm a little all over the place. <laughs> and wow, um, cool. I am a mom, a first time mom. I have a nine month old. She's going to be 10 months in the beginning of next month. And um, I also am a birth keeper. And uh, well, I'm not working right now uh, serving clients in person, but I am online. So I do birth coaching and help women prepare and couples prepare for uh, physiological births. And I'm a physiological birth teacher and I'm just building some courses and doing some group classes to help educate families so that they're prepared for their births and that they're no longer scared of them. It's just really the journey that I was on to learn to love birth and not be afraid of it anymore. Um, and that's basically what I want to help other women and do because that was really my journey and um, basically what I've everything that I've learned I just want to share the knowledge because when I found out about everything that I'm hopefully going to share now I was just like what how did this how did I not know about this before and all the podcasts I listened to and everything that I learned I was just, I was shocked that I hadn't ever heard of any of the information before I'd only ever heard the 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 generic stuff that you hear or like the movies and tv shows and I knew about birth a lot actually I was actually a birth photographer but I'd never heard of birth being something that was powerful and something that was empowering and something that was something that would be a positive experience. It was always, it was always something that I felt like, oh, I had to survive or get over in order to get the baby that I wanted. And once I learned that it was actually something so much bigger than that, that's when I really was like, oh my goodness, birth is so much bigger than I thought it was. And I want to tell the whole world about it. And that's really where my journey started in all of this. I, I love that. It's so powerful. And um, my journey was is very similar to yours, but it's really cool how when you learn all these things and you go through it yourself and you transform yourself and like, you just keep that, that wave going, like that energy going, you know, like you want to pass it on because like you said, we aren't told anything (laughs) true about our bodies, about babies, Mm -hmm. about birth. Like it's really, yeah, really, even really just our crazy. bodies, like what, how our bodies actually work, and that it's not something that's like a bomb, ticking time bomb, like that's gonna explode at any moment that you don't have to be scared of, and like that you know we raise basically to think that we know nothing about our body. I call it this or to a doctor to know if you're healthy that you couldn't possibly know yourself, and all these things is like I've just totally blown my mind open to what is possible and what what I actually do know about myself, and that I'm actually really wise, and that my body a lot and it's super super cool to to have this confidence in myself that I didn't have before and that's all been through this journey of becoming pregnant and birthing my baby and that's been such a cool cool experience absolutely and I also believe with everything you're saying too and what you do what a lot of us birth workers do is like all of that also sets us up for life you know like Mm -hmm. all that preparation and just understanding and knowledge and the way you birth will dictate like, okay, how postpartum's going and how life for the baby goes for, and for you and for your relationships and stuff like that. So it's really like a, a much needed thing that is like priceless, you know, like hundred percent. Absolutely. Every and woman the, should invest. Like the confidence you build and the confidence that you build and the, the intuition, like how to learn to trust your intuition and know what's going on in your body. Like, it is, I don't know, it's changed everything. It's the way that I see the world, the way that I interact with the world, the confidence I have in my own body. Like, there might be some things that I don't like about myself, but the, but my body is not the part of it. It's like, I I know my body's magical and it's absolutely capable of ever, anything. And that's really cool, too. Yeah, yes. Also, changing it for our daughters and our, our the next generations being like, hey, you don't have to grow up. You don't have to grow up being scared of your body or thinking that your period is weird and gross and like, 
learning that actually your body's not weird and not bad and the things that you have and you know all the things that I don't know I was scared to even you know look or touch my vagina until I was maybe I don't know 25 probably until now even um until just like when I was pregnant and in my birth and stuff like that to be like it's actually a magical magical thing and I've been taught that it's something gross and weird and that's so sad I hope that my I'm I'm gonna change that for my daughter that she can hopefully love her body always and to know that her body is literally magical and beautiful and powerful and um, nothing that is gross comes out of it it's all part of being alive and that literally our blood creates life and creates health and means health and um, that it's so so important to understand what's going on in our bodies and to respect it and trust our bodies because that's really what makes this all possible absolutely like you nailed it everything you say i'm just like sitting here like nodding like yeah yeah girl yeah <laughs> especially like our cycles and stuff and i mean i was a product of my environment you know and i'm like i was always like ew like so gross like a period ew like no like i don't want this like blah blah blah, blah, blah. and it's really not until you learn everything like you said that you can respect and honor and and nourish your body and and all the things and change the story for your daughter and change the story for other women so like was there a specific point in your life or in your pregnancy or whatever that kind of like jump started like okay everything's different now what i knew was wrong and, and like kind of switched that for you like was there something you learned that like started that uh, that ripple effect you know uh yes um i actually so i moved to peru in the pandemic i'm my husband's peruvian and so when the pandemic came we didn't really know what it was of course we just kind of like okay this is something let's just ride it out in peru because i was actually um a professional photographer i had had my own photography business so i had a lot of freedom that my husband didn't have and I just lived in a van, so it was really easy for me just to travel, and I had a lot of freedom. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just go to Peru. We can hang out there and see what happens. And we actually were there for about a year, and I really hated it. And then we decided to start a van in Peru and then travel around. And we said, okay, we're never staying in Lima again. So we were in Lima, the main city. Um, and yeah. we are never staying here again during a pandemic, which is literally like prison. Like, he had a, he's a small apartment. We were in it with six or seven other people, his family. And... Um, and when we converted that man, we started going around Peru and we're like, hey, Peru's so different outside of Lima. It's like the oldest place we actually like because my husband had always hated Peru and always was like, I want to leave Peru. I don't want to live here. Like if, like he wanted to go to Canada. He wanted to go anywhere else. Like we always wanted, we always thought we would move or go somewhere else or travel. Actually, that was the plan was to travel the world. But then, you know, pandemic happened and everything changed your perspective. Yeah. So <laughs> anywho's, and so when we started traveling, we're like, you know what? Actually, I think we really want to get some land and build a house on like we didn't have enough money to actually buy a house but we thought okay maybe we can maybe we can buy some land we really started looking and eventually we found a little town that we fell in love with and when we got there and i started meeting families and meeting and seeing how different life was like it was still in the middle of the pandemic it was 21 so there was still a lot of like weird stuff happening and um but it was so different like the kids were running barefoot and they were happy and they were having so much fun and the families were so connected and it was so much fun like i was just like this is this is because I could imagine having a family here, and that's when I really started thinking, you know what, I actually want to start a family, like, a much sooner than I thought, like, at least five years earlier than I thought, and I and I had only been together a year, we had just got, and, um, but then I was like, you know what, I want to have kids, but I knew that the hospital wasn't an option, um, because in Peru, two things, one, there were still mandates to wear masks, and I was like, there's no way in hell I'm giving birth with a mask on, no. and the second thing was, yeah, 
And the second thing was like, um, in Peru, and this has been before the pandemic even, this is not a pandemic thing, this is something that existed before, like my sister-in-law, she was 15 when she gave birth the first time, and she had to do it all by herself because nobody in Peru is allowed in the hospital to have any support person. So I was like, I didn't want my husband to be there. At that time, I didn't really realize, um, you know, that what I wanted, but I just knew that I wanted my husband to be there. I just thought, you know, that's what I heard of having my husband there or whatever. So I was like, hey, well, that's not an option. And then I looked into midwives and then they closed to my husband because they were plus away from us. So I was like, that's not an option. So like, well, I guess the only option left is I would be by myself. And I didn't, I had never heard of slave birth before. I'd never heard of um, people, do, women doing this. Um, I'm sorry. Any better? Oh, that's much better. Is I just want to be able to like, yes? hear yes, everything you said. <laughs> yes, of course. That makes total sense. Um, is that better? Can you hear me properly yeah, this now? Is, yeah, yeah, it's much better. You're the star now, not okay. the wind. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good, good, good. So, um, sorry, where was I? I kind of lost my train of thought. So you've never heard of free birth before. You just kind of yes, felt like... Yes, yeah, so I was just, it was really intuitive, to be honest. I don't even know where the idea came from. I just was like, okay, midwife's not an option. I'm not going to a hospital. There's no way in hell. So I guess I'm doing it by myself. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to do it by myself, I need to learn everything I can about birth. And mind you, like I said before, I had already been a birth photographer. That was part of my career. Um, and so I had already been to birth, so I did know quite a bit, but I was like, I want to know more though. I want to know, you know, the typical thing they would think, okay, I want to know if there's an emergency. I want to know, you know, whatever. But I didn't know that I was diving down something that I that was going to really change my life. And so yeah. um, within probably a week after I decided that, I was talking to um, a sister of a friend from from high school, and she said that she was having going to have a baby at home, and she was going to have a free birth. And I was like, what's that? She's like, I'm having a baby at home without any medical providers. I was like, hey, that's what I'm doing. That's, there's a word for that? I didn't know that. I had no idea. <laughs> um, and then she like gave me a bunch of links and resources I could check out, and that's when I found like Free Birth Society, and other um, and other kinds of podcasts and stuff like that, and they and then I just dove deep and I just learned everything. And then I think within a couple of months, I decided to take a midwifery course in Cusco with a traditional, like an actual traditional, never like unlicensed midwife. It was super interesting. A lot of stuff I don't agree with, but that's okay. You can always learn something even if you don't agree with them. So there's a lot of stuff I did learn because she had been a midwife for almost 30 years in the country of Peru, like in the country, like no no cities close by, like. Like sometimes doing some pretty crazy things, like to get people to, um, to like birthing in the random, most random places, and so I learned a lot of things. It was super interesting, um, and I actually even signed up for RBK school and stuff like that. Um, and and then I decided really quickly that um, that I was gonna have a baby. So once I realized that, like I said, had this this epiphany, this opening, eye-opening um, experience of realizing birth is actually something really amazing. It's not this thing that gets to survive through. These women that I've been listening to, you know, they've had 
these healing experiences through birth, they've healed their birth traumas or sex traumas or, or like, you know, all these different things. And um, like, like, birth is actually something really, really, really cool. It's not necessarily this terrible thing that, that I've always been told and something you have to survive through. Oh, absolutely. And it takes you down that rabbit hole of like, it's just like any other bodily function that we have. It just has to like be properly supported and not messed with. <laughs> and it'll go just as planned. So how did um how did your birth go? Was it everything you wanted? Yes, and so much more. Oh <laughs> good. Good. That's exciting. That's so exciting. And then I know it, it absolutely inspired you to do what you're doing now, which is great. Yes, exactly. So when I was uh, at the end of my pregnancy, I did the RBK school and that really helped me and gave me something. But to be honest, I already at that point had learned so much about birth. I'd been studying it already for about two years. That most of the stuff that I learned was really about building a business and learned about um, being in integrity and knowing what you actually feel and your insides and everything like that. So that was really, really interesting. And I've learned so much and it's still in the process. You're always learning. There's never too oh, much yeah. you can learn in every birth and every experience and every client that you have teaches you something new and always your own experiences also. So when, um, when I finally got around to giving birth, it was like, I knew everything and I also knew nothing. You know, it's like, mm. it's like the studied, like the studied learning and like hearing other women's stories and knowing like the basic process of what was going to happen. But like, what is the actual lived experience? That was the part that I was missing. And, yeah. um, and it was intense. It was the, the coolest experience I've ever had. And I can't wait to do it again someday. Not anytime soon yet, but definitely will be doing <laughs> it again. I hope many, many times in my life, but we'll see what happens. Oh, I love that. I love that. I know like, that's like music to my ears. And just makes me so happy to hear women like, truly understand like you do and just can't wait to do it again you know because it hurts when you hear these traumatic stories of how birth is sabotaged and it causes so many women to just be like I'm one and done like never again and mm-hmm. it, it hurts I've heard so many know? of them it's so sad yeah. yeah so you offer a lot of um virtual support which I think is awesome I think that's like something that's absolutely needed um in many ways you know I think sometimes in person some people work best with just like a virtual support system and um you do that for doula work and for birth coaching you said right yes exactly so basically any woman who feels like they want a physiological birth I'm not really uh I mean I would want everyone to have free with this but so amazing that I definitely think that every woman should experience that but I know yeah. that not every woman will just because of where they're at in their life experience. So I'm just here to support women in whatever stage that they need. Um, but my agenda is that I would love for women to be so prepared and fall so in love with their bodies that they no longer fear birth and that they would have a whole, a fear, a, like a free birth. Because I think that's really the only way that we're, I think that's the way that we're designed to have give birth because you have no interruptions. You have no one there to tell you what to do. Because even if you have a well-cared midwife, that might be really amazing and even might be unlicensed and will not have her own agendas or to have to, to, to um, adhere to a licensure or something like that, which can often sabotage birth because they are not allowed to have 
you know, a woman be over 42 weeks or 41 weeks, depending on what her rules are, um, or not allowed to do twins or do whatever. You know, there's so many different things that happen that can often sabotage the birth because of the licensure. Um, but yeah. even if you have an incredible midwife, like the best that you can, having someone there and someone that you that is an authority over you, not necessarily over you, but just because the birth authority, any birth authority, even myself, if I would be at a birth, I would influence that woman in one way or another. Um, and yeah. so for me, like, even if I were to be serving women in person, my agenda would always be, and is always, that I want women to get so good that they don't need me there, that maybe they wouldn't even call me until after the birth and maybe just to support them in postpartum or uh, call me if they need a brief um, help or something like that, but that they would feel so good and so trusting of birth that they wouldn't even need me anymore because I think that's when really how we birth the best because when we are really fully in our intuition and listening and trusting to our body, that is really when birth works the best because um, we know what to do. We have our own instincts and they can only really kick, like, come in when we're not observed, when we don't feel like we're being observed, when we are the only authority in the room because we can feel our body, we know what's happening in our body. We don't need anyone to tell us what's happening, um, especially if you tune into it. You know exactly what to do. I'm like, you gave me the chills. I'm like, do we just become best friends? Because <laughs> I feel the same exact way. <laughs> like that, It's so true. Everything you just said, like, Gosh, I can't like rave about you enough right now. <laughs> I love it all. I love it all. And it's so, 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 so true. And it's just like breaking that programming and that fear of like, I need someone there. I need an authority figure. Like, no, you don't. Like, as soon as you get over that and you understand, like you said, like, it's you, you know your body, you know what's happening. Like, your, your birth will go the best way possible however that is for sure <laughs> and um definitely your birth will be exactly what you need it to be which is so funny because i think birth is definitely it is the thing that will break you and that's the thing what birth is supposed to do it's supposed to break you open and make you a new person and it's it's wild even knowing exactly what to expect and i knew it was going to happen to me and it still surprised me <laughs> yeah it's so true it's so true what's your daughter's name if you don't mind sharing her name is Kaya, Kaya Asidi, which means earth and sunshine. Or not sunshine, yeah, sorry, smile. <laughs> smile. That is so earth, pretty. Earth smile. <laughs> Aww. I love it. I feel like she has a lot to say about birth. <laughs> yes, she does. When mom talks, she has to talk. She's going to be a bigger talker than me. And mom talks to mom already. So I love my, it. My poor husband, he's not much of a talker, so he's just going to have a house full of talkers. <laughs> It'll balance out. You guys balance each other out. <laughs> uh, loves it. And he loves her, which is so cute. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Now, has your view and learning and the way you gave birth affected your husband in any way? Oh, 100%. Um, the cool thing was that it kind of just happened really naturally. Like, I knew, I knew before I was pregnant that I was going to give birth, like, free birth. Um, and then when I was actually pregnant, I was like, does he know that I'm going to free birth? Like I had mentioned it kind of to him, but I don't think he, I wasn't sure if he really understood what I meant. Um, mm. And if he was okay with it or not, we'd never actually had the conversation. And I, I still can't remember to this day if we did have an actual conversation. I like, mentioned things here, I mentioned things there. And then when we started planning like where we're going to give birth, we rented a house so that we could um, be by ourselves. And, um, and he just kind of went along with it. He was really, he, he always just said, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Like he was really respectful. That was just my experience. And he just supported whatever I wanted, which was so beautiful. I wouldn't expect that, especially in a family of like doctors and like very mental, like logical people. He's also a very logical person. But luckily, 
um, he had a mom who was very, he has a mom who was very, very spiritual and very trusting of life. And somehow he just was really influenced that by, by her. And he's always been very open-minded to everything. So anytime I give him a new idea, he's always open to listening and to experiencing something new. And um, so when I, he was just like, okay, whatever you need, I'll be there. And he was the best support I could have asked for. He really was amazing. I just actually all I need from you is that you set the fire because I had a I had a fireplace in the room that I gave birth to, which was really cool. So he just kept the fire going all night. He gave me snacks and water, and at the end, he was the the spokesperson I need in my mind when my mind was crazy. I think there's a there's a point in birth, I think, for every woman, whether she notices it or not, where you just feel like you can't go on anymore, not because it's so painful or anything like that, just because, well, it depends on the woman, I guess. For me, it wasn't that it was so painful. It was just that I was over it. I was just like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I've yeah. this long enough. <laughs> and that's usually when, when, you get, when you get to your limit where you're like, I can't anymore, I don't want to anymore. That's usually when the baby's just about to come out. And that was when I really needed him at that point. He remembered all the things that I've been sharing with him. So I've just been sharing all the things that I was learning. Yeah. All the different, uh, I had taken a lot of courses. I've taken a lot of insights, um, read a lot of books, and had my own personal insights. I just heard new stories. And I would share with him what I'd learned or what I was thinking. And there was one in particular I took at the very end, and there had been something that I shared with him. And so when I got to the point where I was like, I'm done, let's go to the hospital because I'm done. <laughs> like that's literally how much I didn't want to do it anyway. And it really wasn't because it was so painful as I remember it. Um, it was just like, I was just like, I don't want to go anymore because I was like, I don't know when this is going to end and I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, no, and for so, sure. That's transition for you, girl. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's called transition. Exactly. And so, so for any woman that's listening, if you feel like you can't go anymore, tell your partner or whoever is your support person that when you say you can't anymore, that's usually right before the baby is coming out. Yes, um, yes. So, oh, okay. Look at this. Are you remembering being born, you little cutie? She just got in a really bad mood right before the call started. I'm so sorry. Aww, no, she's look, such a sunshine. It is all good. We're moms. This is real life. Like, it is all good. In earlier episodes, most of them, I have my daughter. And, like, she would always be trying to be part of the conversation yeah. and, you know, trying to be involved. <laughs> and I don't mind it one bit. I think it's awesome. I think it's good to have them there and, like, let them listen. Let this, like, go deep into their subconscious, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. I hope so. It's so, um, yeah, it's so powerful, the journey I've been on. So, um, anyway, so what was I saying? Um, yeah, so at the very end, right when I was in transition, he was able to somehow conjure and he says he doesn't even remember I don't even really remember what he said but he just said just the right thing and somehow in my mind it translated with um let the pain get overtake you or something like that which had been something that I'd referenced for something that I learned and and I remember he, he was like just try for one just try for one sensation contraction, and then see what happens and so I did that and I just it was it was really powerful like I had back pain uh, back pain like back labor or whatever you want to call it I don't like to label things, but it definitely helps to understand what was going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah. so basically, I ha- my baby was, what is that called? Transverse, where she was facing up, like towards, like sunny, towards the up, upwards. Like I was on my hands and knees and she was facing up into the sky, which is supposedly backwards, though I don't believe that there's anything wrong or backwards about no, it. No, I agree with just you. Just not the, not the normal or whatever the, the general, how babies are often born, um, more often yeah. born. And so, um, she was 
um, facing upwards. And so I had like really intense pressure in my back and in my hips. I don't know if that's normal for all women, but it was really intense for me. Um, and it wasn't necessarily that it was so crazy painful, to be honest. It was just a lot of pressure. That's what I, I would say, like really, really, really intense, like the most intense thing I've ever experienced and a lot of pressure. Like it just felt like my hips were going to like break. <laughs> it was just so oh, crazy. It was yeah. the craziest pressure I've ever experienced. And um, and at some point I was just like, I'm done. Let's go to the hospital, which is probably about a two hour drive from where we were because the road is bad. You have to drive so slow. Because <laughs> being in labor so in a car is just so much fun. <laughs> Yeah. No, it wasn't. But either way, um, I was, I was like, I was done. He's like, just try one more time. Like, let the pain over, over, overrun you, or overtake you, something like that. And so I just went. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try. I'll do. I'll try. It. I'll do anything. And so I just tried it. And basically, what I did is I allowed the sensation to come. And I literally was like, okay, I'm just gonna let it get as big, as big and as hard and as intense as I possibly can, and see what happens. Like. I mean, the worst thing that happened is it's going to be more painful. But then I did, and it got obviously it got really intense, and maybe even to the point of being painful. And then it was like it went over its threshold of pain, and all of a sudden there was no more pain, like nothing. It was incredible. And I went wow. from being in what you might call pain or super super intense pressure, um, to literal complete pleasure within 30 seconds. Not even. My my husband said that he actually thought I fell asleep because I went from being super flustered and um like like screaming like a lioness <laughs> roaring like a lioness to silent and still and he was like he actually told me after he's like i thought you fell asleep uh, you were so quiet and from then on every sensation i did the same thing and it didn't i didn't have any more pain it was so incredible it was just like wow. it was just like if you can imagine like a wave or being in the ocean and instead of like before i wasn't necessarily being like pummeled by the waves i was going with the waves but i was still swimming i was still putting a lot of effort in. i was trying to force my way through it rather than completely surrendering and just letting the waves pull me. And so you can imagine too, you can um, say it like, instead of being terrified of drowning and swimming and trying to keep up with the waves and coming up for air, I just let myself float. And all of a sudden I was up in the air and I didn't have to put wow. any effort into it. I was just floating along and it was incredible. It was the coolest thing I've ever experienced. Um, and from then on, which was not that long, I think after that, maybe 30 minutes later, she was born, but I could literally feel every sensation inside of me. I could feel I could feel her, which was really cool. If, like I think about it now, I'm like, I don't know how I felt that, but I felt that I knew I could feel her coming down. I could feel, I like just before I started to crown, I was like, okay, I'm about to crown. I remember thinking really clearly, I'm about to crown. I wonder what it's going to feel like. So everyone says it's the ring of fire. I'm really curious what it's going to feel like. And so yeah. I, I felt it. I could feel myself like just seconds before she started coming out. I was like, oh, I could feel it. Like I could feel it. And it's just kind of weird way to explain it but basically it was like I was watching myself you know like the out-of-body experience except it wasn't watching it was sensation wise like I could feel it without feeling it like I could tell what was happening I could feel that there was like yes this that makes any sense whatsoever and it was so cool I just know I get it okay it's getting bigger it's getting bigger it's getting stronger and it's getting stronger but it wasn't painful it was just there it was just the thing that was happening and that um, is incredible. And then as she was coming out, I remember thinking, I was remember thinking that, um, wow, she has a really long head because it was like this is taking a long time. <laughs> and then even though it was all in one contraction, so it was actually not that long. It was just the longest, you know, probably like thirty seconds of my life or a minute of my life, um, without being painful. Like it was just like, oh wow, this is like I was so present. I don't think I've ever been that present in my entire existence. Like I. I was so in every millimeter. I could feel every millimeter of her coming out. I could, um, I could, um, 
I could tell exactly what was happening in my body. I could feel every sensation. Like I'd never been so aware of my body. I'd never been so present in my body before. It was really the coolest thing I've ever experienced. And then I remember her coming out and as soon as her head popped out, her arm came, her hand came right out too. So she also had a hand right on her cheek, which probably is why it was even more intense. And she popped out with her right arm sticking out. It was so cute. And then I grabbed her and um, I uh, grabbed her and um, had her right there in my hands. And she was like so slippery and I could feel her head and her arm. And I remember really clearly thinking, I know this is a baby, but I'm, I feel like this is a, like an octopus. Just because like in my mind, I thought of an <laughs> octopus when I felt her because it was like slimy and she had like these beautiful, like, um, I don't, not wrinkly, how do I explain it? Like baby rolls, but not like fat, just like round. Like her arms were really like in between her elbow and her, her upper arm was like a wrinkle. And it was so cute. Anyways, and it felt like just like, I don't know what I would have thought an octopus. And I was like, I feel like she's giving birth to an octopus. So she, I called her my little <laughs> octopus for a long time. That's <laughs> so cute. Oh, yeah, and then I caught her myself, pulled her in, and put her up onto my chest. I pulled her up through my legs, up into my chest, and it was whew, like I like I'm not a, I'm not someone who's really gotten that high in my life or anything like that. I've only ever really smoked marijuana, but that was the craziest high of my entire existence. It was so wild. I was so out of control and just totally bawling and was like oh my god she's real like you know you feel the baby moving inside of you you know it's real but it's kind of hard to really mm, it's kind of feeling like a dream and then when she was in my hand I'm like oh my god there's actually a baby like I knew there was a baby in there but you know the actual knowing it and like feeling it in your hands is is wild to have that transition and I I remember thinking for a long time after she was born like I can't believe she's real like if I didn't feel every single millimeter of her coming out of me I don't think I could believe she was real so I can I feel for women who have like a c-section something where a baby's just placed on their chest and like where did this baby come from they don't actually feel the baby coming out of them because it's it's so wild it's such a crazy transition and everything I caught her myself she's never touched any other person no one ever has held her and, and, and I've never been away from her I've never my sight before and I can only imagine how it would be for someone who was separated from their baby, how they would have a hard time bonding because it is so such a wild, wild transition. Yeah, it's so wild. And you raised such a great point with like just how medicalized birth is and even a C-section or just a medicated birth, like the disassociation, the disconnect or whatever you want to call it, like from mom to baby and you know, then they, they have these other problems of maybe like a breastfeeding struggle or like just not really fully connecting, like you said, or bonding. And it, it's so sad. And I love that you use the word transition a lot. Like I'm not into labels either. So like, not in like, you know, like how I mentioned earlier, how they call that one part of labor transition, but like, it's an actual transition. How you said you felt like every movement of her, like descending and birthing and coming out and that transition of like from a dream of her being in your belly or like you know like how you said you it's hard to connect sometimes or understand she's real until you hold your baby and you go through all those sensations of feeling her and it's like it that's supposed to happen to like have that strong bond and have that strong motherly instinct kicked in and and all the things you know so I feel like whoever works with you, whoever hires you to help them, like support them, teach them, educate them, you're getting a gem because <laughs> like the way you understand <laughs> Earth and explain it. No, really, like it's it's awesome and it's beautiful and it's really like 
how it should be all of it and with that said like i i know you said a little bit of what you do in the beginning but like how can anyone reach out to work with you or when are you going to start taking clients again or anything like that because we need we just need laura everyone needs a laura (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you so much um, yeah, I'm taking clients on now, actually, um, either on a one-time call basis or I offer packages of like 10 calls or uh, even monthly support, um, whatever works best for, for each woman, depending on how much support she wants. Um, and I offer support for one-on-one with women or also with couples. And um, in the longer uh, uh, longer containers, I offer both. Um, and I also am doing group calls. I just recently did um, the, on the Nourished Woman um the Nourish Woman Masterclass, which is all about um, how to eat and what our bodies actually need and how we can actually nourish our bodies, which I think is really important thing that we don't learn. We don't know how to actually, what we actually need and where to find the nutrients that we need. And um, I'm right now teaching different, I'm starting to teach different classes, group classes, which will eventually all be part of a course that I'm putting together, but I'm teaching them in separate classes just to, to get things going. And it's easier to do it live and to actually talk to people face to face than to do it to a camera that nobody's paying attention to or nobody's yeah. there. And, um, and uh, on top of that, I also um, wrote an ebook. So I have an ebook, which is only $7 right now. So it's a good way to kind of jump into it and learn the magic of your body. Like, I, I think this whole thing started for me, uh, or not like it didn't start with me, but what I've come to, to conclude with my whole journey so far is that our bodies are absolutely incredible. And I fall in more and more in love with my body, realizing that it knows exactly what to do. Like our bodies, you know, know exactly how to conceive our babies. And even though it can be challenging, challenging sometimes, that's for a reason. It's because our bodies you know, are saying that there's something that we need to change and that we need to maybe nourish ourselves better or there's too much stress in our lives or because it happens all the time, you know, when, when couples have a hard time conceiving, they conceive a baby or they adopt and then they stop stressing about it and all of a sudden they get pregnant. It's because there was too much stress or, you know, our babies yes. know exactly when to be born. You know, oftentimes they're born, you know, like people wait around. Like I know when my brother was born, for example, um, my grandma had been in town, uh, like she lived in Germany, we lived in Canada. And she was there for like six weeks, I think, or two months. And she kept postponing her flight and postponing her flight until she couldn't anymore. Then she flew off. And that night, my mom went into labor. Like, babies are always waiting for the right time, you know? Um, Or, you know, even um, when they are born with a cord around their neck, that's not something that's wrong. That's something wrong and dangerous. But it's actually our babies being super wise and protective. Because if that cord was really long and it would have been born first, then that could have been dangerous because the pressure between the cord and the head could cause them not to be able to breathe anymore. So it's like... These, our babies and our bodies are so wise and when we start to trust the process and that this is all designed so perfectly um it becomes like this I don't know I don't know how to explain it it's just like this knowing that you know no matter what happens there's a reason for everything every single part of it like the reason why um the cord is attached when our babies are born is because the baby is not supposed to be separated from, from us they're supposed to be on our chest and that creates a certain hormone flow which create causes our placenta to detach and when our placenta is born that creates a high that creates the milk to drop and like all these different things it all has a reason and there's always a purpose to every single thing that happens and even all the disasters quote unquote that happen like hemorrhage and stuff is because of all the the dis um the just the sense we're making between nature and what is natural for our body and every time that we go further further away from nature that's really when these issues come up because we don't trust our bodies you know medicalized people nurses and doctors and even some medwives they aren't are fearful of birth and they don't really trust the process and they try to control it every time we try to control it which as we know birth is literally 
that what we need to do is lose control, let go of control. And that's how it really works. And that's what I learned in my birth is that I, I'm a very controlled type A person. And what I needed to do at the end was lose and let go of complete control and fully surrender. And that's yeah. what birth workers need to do to support people, women as well. So um, I think that the more that we separate, the better it gets. Absolutely. Like every hallelujah, literally everything you said, just keep preaching. <laughs> because seriously, it's also true. Also, so, so true. They use fear, the medical world uses these fear tactics of, like you said, with a cord around the neck or like hemorrhaging and stuff like that, like forcing the placenta to be born and all this stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> so all I can say is no. <laughs> um, but I love that. Yeah, exactly. And then, sorry, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. You were asking me where they can find me. And I was just yes. going to say the easiest way is on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is natural lau, like Laura, but just L A U A L A U. And uh, yeah, basically on Instagram, that's the easiest way to find me. And then on Facebook, is the same, but I don't really use it. But you could send me a message there if you're not on Instagram. Yeah, and I will absolutely link any and everything in the description to find you, work with you, all the things. Um, just even, like, to follow, to support, or learn. Like, this is some... Everyone yeah, I do a lot of like... series and a lot of posts that are, are really informational. So even if no one can has the budget to be able to pay for anything, there's a lot of information that I give. Because my mission is really to help women to understand that their bodies are literal magic and literally incredible and meant to this. Like we are literally designed perfectly to conceive, to uh, grow, to birth and to um, raise our babies and everything that, how we work and everything, like literally everything that we were told in society or as growing up, like I remember growing up always saying, oh, I'm too much of a woman. Like I always hated that I was a woman, that I'm too sensitive and take uh -huh. things too personally and that I'm too whatever, you know, all the things that I felt that I wasn't, and now becoming a mother, I've realized that those are the things that exactly make me the best mother that I can be. Because, you know, that too sensitive makes you really sensitive to your babies that you can pay attention. You know, they, they can't talk and tell you. But yet I know exactly most of the time what my daughter needs, you know. And so yeah. all of those things that make us who we are, our hormones and how we are typically, you know, more internal, more intuitive than men, for example, is because we are supposed to be mothers, whereas men are supposed to be out there and like in if you were going back into like um, more primal times, you know, the woman would have been there to protect the baby and be connected to the baby, whereas the man would have been to protect us from, you know, dangerous physical dangers. And even nowadays, they are there to protect the space and to protect the birth space, protect the family, and be there as an energy protector. And we are here to connect deeply with the babies and be here for the first few years when they really need us. They can't be without us. That's why we breastfeed and all the things that we do because they need to be by, right by us. And that's why there's the cluster feeding. That's why they feed so often because they don't want us to be apart from us. We're supposed to be together. We're supposed to be right with our baby, skin to skin for the first at least year, if not even longer, um, because that's biologically what our babies need and what we are designed to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And society loves to tell women, go back to work in six weeks, go throw baby in daycare. Here's some formula in a bottle, like put them in a different room. Don't. And I, I, I hope women it listen. Breaks like, it breaks my heart. It hurts. It really does. I hope <laughs> that they don't listen to that. And like that guilt that they feel that your instincts like screaming at you to follow your, what we're meant to do. Everything you said is what we're meant to do. So don't mm -hmm. let society steer you the wrong way because 
it's it's better for society, <laughs> you know. I know um, it's better for society. It's not better for our babies. It's not better for us. And it's so exactly. interesting. There was a lot of things that I thought, oh yeah, I'll be easygoing, and I'm gonna, you know, I'll let my husband hold my baby and and all that stuff, and he'll help me. But it's actually interesting. Since she was born, this instinct just hit into me that I want to do everything with her. I had no interest of ever passing her over or having anyone else do it. I've changed 99% of her diapers, except for the first yeah. couple of days when I could barely move after birth. Um, I've done all of the changing, all of the cleaning, all the nights. She's only ever slept with me. Um, and I think that's natural. And like some people are like, oh, aren't you like worried that your husband's not going to bond with her? I'm like, I have no worries. He will bond with her when he has yeah. his time. But the first yeah. couple of years, our babies need their moms. They don't, they need their so dads to support their moms and they need to, mm -hmm. they need their moms. And then eventually like with her, with around six months, she starts to be interested in my husband. Um, and now they have the most beautiful little relationship. And now every once in a while, he'll take her and play with her for an hour or so. So I can do some work or something like that. And she just loves it. And then once, once that hour's up or whenever she's over it, or whenever I'm done, I'll walk up to her and we're just like totally in love again. You know, so it's so yeah. cool. Because I, the cool thing is also that I've built such a beautiful trust with her because I've never, ever put her down. I've never given her to anyone. I've only ever had her in my hands um, unless she wanted to. And as soon as she didn't want to, I took her back immediately. But I built this beautiful trust with her that she knows that I'm always there for her. So she will go now with my husband or sometimes even with someone like my best friend was just visiting. She just loved her, which was really cool. And they would play together. And she just knew she would always look back and like, okay, there's mom. Mom's right close by. I don't have to worry. And there's this beautiful trust that she's built um, and knowing that I'm always there for her and she doesn't have to worry. And it's really cool to see how the changed from the beginning, the first couple of weeks, months. She didn't, I couldn't even put her down for maybe even 30 seconds. She always wanted to be in my hand. And that time just mm -hmm. extended longer and longer as she built trust and knew that I was right there for her. And she didn't, she needed me a little bit less and a little bit less. And she becomes a little more independent. And now she's crawling around. She's just starting to um, like stand up. And she's just so much more independent, but she still wants to keep me close. And it's really cool to see how bonded she is because, you know, I was always told, you know, that I ran away and I did all these things and, and that babies want to be away from their moms. And that's how I always thought that that was normal. But I realized now with my daughter that that's not normal. It's not biologically normal. Our society teaches us that that's normal. And, you know, babies can get used to anything. I think we are really adaptive beings. Um, we can adapt to anything, but that doesn't mean that that's biologically normal or what our babies actually need. Um, so with this whole cold sleeping or a separate crib sleeping, you know, it's not natural for babies to want to sleep apart. And any any animals in, in nature, they always sleep with their young, or especially, I would say, um, mammals specifically, will always yes. sleep with their babies. Always, always, always. They would never, ever, in the nighttime or any other time, separate from their babies or sleep apart from them. That's so unnatural. And I realized that with my daughter, that I never want to separate with her. I always want to be with her. She's always She always wants to be with me. We're always touching. There's I had this deep drive to never ever want to let her go and I think that's completely natural and I think society tells us that's weird and obsessive and helicopter parenting or something like that but I think really it's totally normal and natural to not want to separate from our babies and to listen to those instincts because there's a reason for that and I think that that's really how our babies will be completely content and have all their biological emotional and um and psychiatric needs <laughs> met that yeah they need in order to feel um completely thriving and content Absolutely. Absolutely. Literally everything you said. It's so true. And that way of growing up and bonding that forms those strengths for them to be trustworthy, like you said, to be independent, which is like mm -hmm. they try to tell you to force the baby to be independent, which creates codependency and unhealthy relationships. But when you ha keep this bond going, like you said, then they can grow up to be strong and independent on their own because they have that trust that when they needed it, you know? But I feel exactly. like we could talk forever. <laughs> yes, I could add I so much more. I love everything you say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
so happy we were able to make this work. I'm going to, like I said, link everything for you in the description. So everyone, please give Laura a follow. Like, I'm so glad we found each other and I was able to get you on here. Um, I'm so jealous of your lifestyle in Peru. Like, you are living the dream. <laughs> I'm stuck here in, in New Jersey, the armpit oh, of America. No. <laughs> well, I'm just but, saying, it's possible for anyone yeah. just deciding to make a change if that's what feels like a priority. It's all about it. Cause, I mean, it's I so very true. ...of living in the Western world and all the things that come with, like, Amazon to your doorstep and all those things. I don't have any I of that. I would gladly sacrifice very, it all. Very, it's worth it. <laughs> to go it. live yeah, in the beautiful land. Uh, oh, my goodness. You're in- I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm obsessed. Um, but I will hit you up on Instagram for sure and be in touch with you definitely later today and forever in the future because I feel like you're just a woman of wisdom and I love everything about you. Um <laughs> So I'll thank probably so be much. annoying you. <laughs> but thank you, Not Laura. annoying. I always, always love connecting with other women. And uh, it's always nice because living in the middle of the jungle by myself, it's pretty lonely. So this Instagram <laughs> is the only way that I have uh, connections with humans outside in the world. So I'm always, always happy to talk to more people. I love that. One day, maybe I can get down to Peru. I would like... Always welcome. <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> we, do some, we do some retreats all the time. I'm actually offering retreats and uh, and we have an Airbnb. So if you ever want to come and visit in Peru, you're always welcome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm going to go tell my husband right now. We have to go find a way to get to Peru. <laughs> Figure it out. Even though I'm like super pregnant right now. I don't care. I'll oh, congratulations. Go. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, but yes, thank you, Laura. I will be in touch with you. I hope you enjoy your day and enjoy your vacation. Have a safe trip back to Peru. Thank you so much. Have a good day to you too. To you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Okay, um, how cute is her baby, number one, and how amazing is Laura? Like, she just gets it, and she's so inspiring, and I know if I was in need of birth education and a birth keeper, she's someone that would be at the top of my list. Like, the way she views and handles everything, like chef's kiss amazing she just is incredible so please everything in the description below will guide you to laura follow her check her website out maybe hit up her uh retreat that she's planning why not you deserve it you earned it and if you enjoyed this episode please give it five stars share it with a friend Share it to your story and tag me. I'd love to reshare your your stories. It's so funny because Mercy hasn't been in an episode for a while. This episode is full of babies. <laughs> I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. I pray this helps whoever needs it. Yeah, bless. <laughs>